May I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you ever felt as desperate as the Canaanite woman in today's Gospel? Emotions seem to explode from us when we're desperate. Desperate situations seem to make an outward show of emotion acceptable. When we're surprised by events, death, new life, rescue, fear, we let our emotions out completely. Usually others around us, or if we're witnessing a major event on television, we understand why people are acting differently. But isn't it also interesting that we also feel uncomfortable with a show of emotion? Somehow our Western culture especially has evolved to a place where keeping it all inside usually is seen as best. We don't want to make others uncomfortable, even when we're being torn apart inside. I guess that may not be a completely new way of thinking, because just listen to the disciples in today's Gospel reading. Send her away, for she keeps shouting at us. The Canaanite woman we hear about had a very sick daughter. What loving parent can bear to see their child in any kind of pain? This woman was desperate. She was desperate enough to break many of that culture's rules concerning the encounters between women and men. She shouted not only at a man, but someone she knew was special. She not only shouted, she threw herself at his feet when he ignored her. But she didn't even stop there. She argued with Jesus. She put herself in danger of some very severe consequences. Her desperation overcame her fear. Her concern for her daughter made her rightly emotional. And it could be easy for us today to say, yeah, girl, way to go. But what might we have said to her if we'd actually been there watching her plead with Jesus? This passage from Matthew's Gospel does not really present Jesus at his very best this morning. In fact, he had just been teaching a group of Pharisees earlier in the same chapter about how people should relate to others. Some of those Pharisees were less than good examples to their people, leading self-centered lives while demanding other people live very controlled lives. Jesus told them that it's much more important to consider how you use words, how you speak to others, how you praise God, than to be concerned only about what you physically put into your mouth. It's what comes out of our mouths, he says, that can build up or tear down. Jesus reminds the Pharisees that what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. And what we say can be life-giving or life-destroying. And this isn't really news to us, is it? So we see Jesus being very frustrated in this passage. 
His followers didn't even seem to understand. The Pharisees who were trying to trip him up were deliberately not getting it. And so we would think that when Jesus got the chance to demonstrate what he was trying to teach, Jesus would jump on that opportunity and immediately be helpful to this woman. But we're surprised when he first ignores her and then seems to ignore his own teaching. But then he's a little rude to her. I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel, he tells her. What? Isn't the second great commandment to love your neighbor as yourself? There are several things going on here that we should probably take a little look at. First, we realize that Jesus does not seem to be bothered that this woman is shouting at him. It's the disciples who are uncomfortable. They don't want to be bothered by an emotional woman who is breaking the rules and demanding help. Jesus makes no comment about that at all. We certainly can't presume to ever know what's going on in Jesus' head at that moment in time. But perhaps this is an example to us that her emotion and her desperation were perfectly understandable and appropriate. What Jesus seems to point to is his idea of his own mission. And he's done this kind of thing before. Remember the wedding feast at Canaan? His mother wants him to help out the wedding couple. They have no wine, she says. What concern is that to you and me? My hour has not yet come, Jesus replies. Not quite the way we might expect him to answer his mother, but he eventually reacts by expanding his ministry, perhaps a little earlier than he thought might happen. Here, this morning, he is first mindful of his mission to the Jews, the first of God's chosen people. And this woman is really pushing those boundaries. She's a Canaanite, not a Jew. But like Jesus' own mother, this woman knows that Jesus can help her. And he may have very well been impressed with her persistence, and he pushes back just a little bit. It's not fair to throw the children's food to the dogs. And that was actually a pretty typical response at that time. The Canaanites were considered less than respectable by the Jews. But when we think about it, is the response like that typical only of that time? Here's another lesson this passage might teach us. How have we considered the other in our own cultures? I think if we're honest with each other, there are those, and as a society, we consider less than dogs today. But this Canaanite woman with Jesus is not only desperate, she's fearless. Even the dogs get the crumbs on the floor, she tells him. Now a Pharisee might have lashed out for her at a remark like that. But Jesus seems finally to get past his own frustration and finally see her for what she is, a child of God and a woman of faith. 
Once again, he unexpectedly expands his mission and breaks down a barrier to accept and include a non-Jew. This is a really big step for him. Matthew is showing us how Jesus' mission and ministry is growing, tearing down centuries-old boundaries and opening up the culturally identified family of God to all of God's people. In both instances, Canaan and the needs of this woman, Jesus responds to the marginalized. In these cases, to women. But there will be many more. The blind, the crippled, children, outcasts of all kinds. Our first reaction to Jesus' apparent rudeness is turned to an understanding of what he knows is happening. Jesus seems to relate well with fearless people who aren't afraid to engage him on human levels of love and emotion. So what can we learn about ourselves here? I think several things might come to our minds. The obvious lesson is to ask ourselves, who do we accept as our neighbor? Do we still harbor in our hearts signs of racism and xenophobia? Who do we think of as less than dogs? Living in our current culture of fear is hard. We're bombarded with images and words coming out of some of our own leaders' mouths that put the fear of the other into our hearts. Jesus might remind us, like he did to the Pharisees, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. Today, we have a lot to think about when we consider that. Another thing we might learn from today's passage is actually pretty simple. Emotions are a gift to us from God. We might consider how we react when we're faced with either our own or others' expressions of emotion. Do our own cultural boundaries cause us to keep it all in or expect others to do the same? Can we imagine ourselves ever allowing someone to share a real depth of emotion with us? Or are we too quick to shut them down to protect our own vulnerabilities? We're missing something if we don't allow ourselves to be free with each other. And we are certainly missing something if we don't allow ourselves to be free with God. May this fearless woman be an example to us all. And may we all hear those same awesome words from our Savior, great is your faith. And may our souls and hearts, through the love of God, be healed.